Hey, St. Paul, we're here uh, beginning our uh, series of uh, on-demand studies. Today, uh, we're starting one on uh, the Holy Spirit, how it sustains and maintains us, especially in times of difficulty, and also uh, just through the, the balance of life, where um, the reminders come to allow us to be um, in tune with God's kingdom. And uh, Emily Trotter is with me. Emily is uh, going to uh, be with us throughout this series. Don't know how long it's going to be. <laughs> we have no idea uh, where it's going to end or how it's going to end. But uh, we're going to kind of get started today and um, just give an opportunity. Um, I know Emily has been teaching here at uh, St. Paul um, uh, small groups with, is it Beth Moore or Kay Arthur? Kay Arthur. Kay Arthur. And what was the most recent one that you did on, in Kay Arthur? We had two lessons left of Mark when, when, uh, quarantine started. So you just upped and quit. On we them, just right? quit <laughs> <laughs> right before Easter. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, for those who might not, uh, be, um, familiar with K Arthur studies, um, it's the precept inductive mm -hmm. Bible study. Um, how did you get started in that? I went with my mom to one in my early twenties. I think I was 24. Um, here and in Columbus. Here in Columbus at uh, Winbrook. Karen Rosa was the um, teacher. And we, I started then and I just never looked back. <laughs> what, what attracted you to the uh, inductive precept style? The line by line mm -hmm. and learning to understand what the scriptures mean mm -hmm. and being able to say, it, well, and having that encouragement and affirmation that hey i i can read this by myself i can learn this i can you know look up these words and it, it's definitely been a labor of love to actually learn to love the <laughs> the strong's concordance and you know the the lexicons of the greek yep. and the aramaic but um in the cross-referencing you know a lot of the ladies in my class are like, oh, my gosh, there's like seven pages of cross-referencing. I'm like, I know, isn't that so exciting? And they're like, no, it's not. Um, but I liked that line by line. And I liked that it said, this is what the scripture says, mm. not how does this make you feel? And I wanted to, so it just really kind of ignited in me the, the desire to know what the, what the scripture said. Mm. You know, uh, one of the things, uh, first of all, I love, uh, or at least I can, I can empathize with the cross-referencing and Strong's numbers. Um, for those who aren't familiar, every Hebrew word in the scriptures and every Greek word has a Strong's number that's attached to it. And so when those are used, you can go ahead and look in the Strong's concordance under that number, and it'll show you every other place that word in Hebrew or Greek is used in the Old Testament or the New Testament, uh, respectively. And so you're able to see uh, what the tenor of Scripture says uh, for that word. And uh, you can kind of get an understanding of what the meanings are. 
Um, the Greek language has been one of my favorite languages yeah. to, to learn. And, um, and as an introvert, really, I, I am an introvert. Uh, there's, a, there's a love for uh, being able to study these words. Yeah. And, and, and K. Arthur and the precepts, they, they use these neat little symbols that you can use. And you can kind of, at a glance, start seeing patterns and, yeah. and, uh, and interpret the scripture respectively. And that's what we want to do over the next... Uh, several weeks, months that uh, we we um, we do this is um, we basically want to look at um, the Holy Spirit and the whether it's the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, um, what we believe as as Christians as uh, is that uh, we serve a triune God, um, a, one God that eternally exists in three different persons, not modes, not different. Uh, um, uh, uh, epiphanies of these different persons but they eternally exist in these three persons and and when we when we recite the 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 creeds of the church whether it's the Nicene Creed but specifically the Apostles Creed what we learn is that there's this the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and the Father is the one who is described in the Creed as the Creator and um, and it's easy to see the um, the uh, the effects of the creator. We can just go outside. We can look, and we yeah. can see the trees, the fruit, and and then there's a there's a little bit more information and in, and in, in the creed that's given uh, about the son and born of a virgin, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, and and so there's something that we can go back and look at not only in scripture but extra biblically through yeah. um, through uh, Josephus um, and other extra biblical references to this uh, real man named Jesus who lived, who breathed, who walked the roads of Jerusalem and Galilee and in between. And and then you get to the Holy Spirit and, um, and there's just like uh, uh, if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so we're not uh, actually going to give all the answers <laughs> to what the, the Holy Spirit is, because even in Jesus day, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, you had this idea of even Nicodemus not understanding that the, that one must be born of the spirit, born again, born from above. And, um, and so, uh, the, there's this, this misunderstanding. And, and so we want to kind of, uh, you know, focus in on this sustaining and maintaining presence of the Holy Spirit in, in our lives. Um, and, um, and so as we talk about the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, uh, there's so many things that can come to mind, but, um, you and I have talked about this before. One of the things that we want to kind of focus on in the weeks to come is the book of Acts. Mm. And, and, and it's a beautiful book of the Acts of the Apostles. But I want to, uh, but we need some kind of uh, uh, time to kind of set the stage, if you will. Yeah. And, and so uh, over uh, the times of the whole, uh, studying the scriptures and, and learning about the Holy Spirit, what sticks out in, in your mind when it comes to what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit and, and just kind of, kind of set the stage for us? I think the first time that I ever kind of went, oh, and thought, that's comforting was um, in New Covenant Sunday School class several years ago, we did the book of John. 
And when it comes to, you know, chapter 14, where, where Jesus is telling the, the disciples, there is one that is coming to you who will comfort you and will be with you and will guide you. And that kind of um, introduced a type of Holy Spirit that I'd never really, I mean, and you know about, but you don't really experience or anything like that. So I think that what I think about is exactly what John says, that he's the comforter, that he will come and be with you, that you won't be left alone, that he's your helper, that he's your guide, that he will, you know, prick your heart and lead you in the way that you need to go. Yeah, and um, and I don't think John actually ever uses that phrase, Holy Spirit, um, but he uses uh, a metaphor or mm-hmm. uh, of, of paraclete, yeah. uh, the one who walks alongside. Um, and that's where we get our word comforter. I mean, think of the, the times that um, you, we go through great struggle in our lives. It's the comfort that comes from community and yeah. especially being, uh, you know, sheltering in <laughs> place and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, the people that we are hanging around the most right now, we just, <laughs> you need to stop being my comforter right now. Okay. We really don't like uh, them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no and, um, but, but that one who walks alongside giving us this idea of, of, um, uh, of, sustaining Mm -hmm. and and um and in john's gospel he does in that 14th chapter um give us this this idea of what and even in the 16th chapter um i think that uh, there's this this reference to um john or john saying that um, he has still so many things he says in john 16 uh, verses 12 through 15 he says i still have many things to say to you and this is jesus speaking to his disciples in in what um, many scholars would call his farewell discourse mm-hmm. um, moses had one in deuteronomy joshua had one that 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 famous saying as for me and my house choose this day whom you will serve but as yeah. for me it's those those words that are most important this is you know we're not talking about sports scores we're not talking about the weather we're talking about this he says i still have many things to say but you cannot bear them now when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you in all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So if this is true for us, this comforter, this spirit of truth, this Holy Spirit is one that that reminds us of all that Jesus had spoken, all the promises of scripture that Paul writes in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians, it says all the promises of God become an emphatic yes mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. Um, he says, this, I'm just gonna remind you of everything that I have promised you. And um, and he, the spirit of truth, will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And and, and I, I love that. So if there's this yeah. sense of comfort needed in the midst of turmoil, a promise comes and it is not just said over us, it's declared as truth. Yeah. A declaration of truth, a decora- declaration of a separation from that, that turmoil. He will glorify me. He will take what is mine. He declared to you, and all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said this, that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And what I love about that is I think of the day that um, I first took John Arthur 
uh, to kindergarten. And, um, and you know, it, we went to um, breakfast that morning and, and we drove to the school. I could tell there was, and this has been almost uh, 16 years ago, um, I, can t I could tell there was a little bit of anxiety and, and, and I would tell him, I said, now, John, look, it's going to be okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be here to pick yeah. you up and this kind of thing. And, and I, I'll, going through my mind, let alone his, was this, uh, I, would, I would imagine, was, uh, was going through his mind, was, was his dad going to be there? But going through my mind is, I wonder if he's going to have a good day. Yeah, and um, and I and I wish uh, as I was saying goodbye to him and walk, uh, you know, letting him go into his classroom. I wish there could be someone who could be sitting right next to him, and every time that there would be a moment where he would get anxious, that could tap him on the shoulder and say, "He's coming back. Mm -hmm. He's coming back." And yeah. that's that's how I see the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that 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 just taps us on the shoulder and says, "It's true." Yeah. There's a promise for you. There's a promise. Have you um, uh, lived? Uh, have you lived into that in any way? Of seeing that happen uh, in your life, where there was uh, a need for um, uh, a, uh, a reminder, and and mm -hmm. there was this glimpse of grace that just kind of just you know opened up in in a very peculiar way. Oh, absolutely. Um, and anybody who is ever in a Bible study that I am leading or facilitating hears this story ad nauseum um, because it's my reference point of where not that I it's the reference point of where my real relationship with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit um, really got a kick and really kind of became um, true not that I didn't think it was true before but it became true in a whole different way because um, our oldest Bo who if you know him you love him um, <laughs> when he was two right before he turned three he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and had um, you know 30 you know two sec two surgeries and 33 rounds of radiation and you know going through the what the doctors say oh well this is going to happen this is you know we'll see and you know they have to give you you know now i can say they have to give you the absolute worst case scenario and but when you're sitting there and you've never been down that road before and you can say they're telling you he's not going to walk here's the wheelchair let's fit him for that and you're going wait a minute no 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 no, no. we're not doing that that's not going to happen here um, so that whole this whole journey with Bo, because when we when they came out and said it was malignant, we went down. My mother will tell you that I looked like a balloon that had lost all its air because I was ping ponging all over. The tri I was trying to get out of the hospital. I needed some air, but we ended up down in the chapel of um, Eggleston, and. Um, you know, you had mentioned right before this about Mary and Martha, and I had been reading that book, um, having a Mary heart in a Martha world, and it had really spoken to me because I'm more of a Martha, really. I'm, I'm a helper, and I want to, you know, make sure everything's okay, and want to make sure everyone else is enjoying themselves. So it had really struck a chord with me that Jesus was saying to Martha that yeah what you're doing is good but you need to be with me and 
when she runs out to meet him after Lazarus has died and says to him, if you had just been here sooner, he wouldn't have died. And I remember sitting there in that that chapel with you know my parents and and Jim and our pastor at the time and um, my aunt and uncle and I remember saying, Lord, I don't want to wait. I don't want to meet you down the road and said, God, if you had just been here earlier, this would have had a different outcome. And the Lord said, I heard him so distinctly say, Emily, I got this. So in that moment, he promised me that Bo was going to be fine, that he would be healed. So in this last, I mean, Bo's almost 17. So it's been almost 15 years of this. And all throughout the last 15 years, I mean, it's like when I get upset, when I, you know, worry that things aren't going right, that he's not, that this isn't, oh my gosh, we're never going to make it out of high school. He's, you know, this is going on. We have these behavior issues and this physical aspect and these, you know, doctor's appointments and all that throughout the last 15 years, there have been such reminders of Emily. I promised, what did I say? And when we were going through Mark this this spring, I was on my way to Bible study on Tuesday morning. I was driving over here and I was like, Lord, I know, I know that you can heal him. I know that you can make him like nothing ever happened. I know that you can do this. Why won't you do it? And he just said, Emily, I know that you know (laughs) that I can do this, but you're not trusting me. You have to listen. What have I already said to you? And so that in Second Corinthians, that the promises of God are yes and amen, I am constantly reminded that. I'm constantly you know, having to tell myself the promises of God are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. I have to remember. I have to have remember. He has promised this. I have to remember. And I think, too, we want to separate God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, we don't want to think of them because it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard to wrap, wrap our human brains around the idea of three in one. And just a lot of reading, you know, when we were talking about Acts and reading about the Holy Spirit and these wonderful cross references and these rabbit holes that you get down <laughs> when you're like, oh, I wonder what it says. Oh, I remember something about this. Let me go back and look. The thing about it is, they do not exist without each other. And it's not like you have a great relationship with God and Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit is a little iffy, and you don't really know him. They're the same, and they come from the same place. Mm -hmm. Like they move from that same feeling Mm -hmm. and that same point of reference. It's not like, you know, they're saying, hey, have you seen this? No, what's she up to? <laughs> yeah, we have to have a we have to have a Zoom meeting, yeah. the three of us, you know, so yeah, we can make sure. Let's get together. <laughs> She's in a mess. Emily's make in a mess sure. over here. Let's get together and see what we can happen. It's like it's one. Mm. She needs our help. Go. Yeah. And so that has been so uh, it's just comforting. Mm. And something that you said to me a couple weeks ago was 
The other Gospels are what, synoptic? Mm -hmm. Synoptic. And John is not. And I don't know. I'm sure I've heard that before. And I, but it makes such a difference in the way that John describes the Holy Spirit and how yeah. Mark and Luke and Matthew, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit, how they talk about it like, oh, the Holy Spirit is, yours, is coming. And it's all that same word. But when John gets in and talks about it, he is able to look when he's writing he's like here's how it was for me yeah. and that i think is why i like john so much better because he speaks well, from a place oh, no, the gospel, John. <laughs> but he speaks from a place of knowing yeah. what that is and, and not guessing yeah so you know the, the <clears throat> trinity of course is the triune god uh is is so difficult to understand and 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 um uh there's so many different ways that people have tried to explain it that uh, some people say well water can exist in a gas a solid and a liquid yeah but that's that there's a problem with that because they they can't exist in those three states at the same time right and so um, and then someone says well there's light if you refract light there's one light but you have so many beams that come out of color but it's still one light and and that's a little bit better but mine my best uh, image of the Holy of the Tri the Trinity is centered around cherry pie, and um, <laughs> and if if my mom makes the best cherry pie. By the way, mom, the last time you were down, you forgot to make some, um, and uh, and 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 if it's done right. Of course, there's a crust in the bottom, then a crust on the top, and and the filling that she uses not store. She makes that filling with cherries and and um, and and the. If you move the uh, the cherry pie like the pie like this, the crust doesn't move, but the inside of that crust moves all around, or the yeah. inside the filling moves all around. If it's done, it's not gelled or anything like that. And so, if you cut that into three pieces, that pie, not taking anything else, you see one pie cut into three places. But the essence, the um, the essence of that cherry pie is moving in between and, and through mm -hmm. each piece that has been sketched or etched into the crust. And um, and even though there are references to the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, some would say that there's a reference to it in the creation story. There's certainly a reference in Genesis one chapter uh, chapter one verse two, where after it says that uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He, uh, the writer of, um, uh, of Genesis says, the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. Or in some translations, it says there was chaos. Yeah. And it says the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And, um, and I think, so there's, a ref there's references in the Old Testament to the Holy Spirit. There's references in, uh, to Jesus in the, in the Old Testament. But the way that this had been revealed to us was through creator, then um, redeemer, mm -hmm. and then sustainer. Even the, it's not that the you know Jesus started to exist in at his birth in Bethlehem. No, he was begotten, not born. And it's not that the Spirit came at Pentecost all of a sudden. It was just that's when it was given at that time. Yeah. And um, and I think that um, uh, as as we live into this is that that we 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 start to see the scripture from Genesis to Revelation and besides we live somewhere at the end of Acts and the in somewhere in the beginning of Revelation we're still living into scripture even now 
And, and so through that whole tenor of scripture, there is this progressive revelation of, of, of God um, being revealed through creator, redeemer, and sustainer. And, um, and some studies that I had looked at um, said that, you know, there was something very important about Jesus saying, I, when I go, mm-hmm. when I go, then the spirit will come. I will, I will give you the spirit, but it could not come until there, until, you know, they, uh, until after Jesus did his completed work on the cross his his suffering, death and resurrection. And, and even Jesus refers to this in, in some, in some, uh, in, uh, that farewell discourse, he says, the, the spirit, this comfort, he has been with you soon. He will be in you. And it's a really yeah. neat reference to what is yet to be. And so, and so as I, as I think about the Holy spirit and, and, and God's salvation plan, there's this, um, the law that was given through Moses for the, uh, for the, he, the Jewish people. And then Jesus comes and fulfills that law. As he says in Matthew five seventeen. I didn't come to abolish this. I didn't come to say that this is no, not necessary. I came to do what you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. The Hebrews goes into this beautifully. I came to fulfill it. Yeah. And so after the fulfilling of that law, after fulfilling that, um, that mosaic law, those, those requirements, then the spirit comes because it's at that time that we need to be reminded what Paul reminds the Jewish people in Romans 10. He says, you have been trying to devise a righteousness of your own. You, in, 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 in other words, he says, you need to stop trying to earn your way. You mm-hmm. need to start trusting that, that, that God has done this through Jesus and it's it's you're empowered through the Holy Spirit that right. you don't live in that that condemnation that you're empowered and um, and so I, I love how you you mentioned you know that that struggle that tension that we all live into is that um, that between what God knows you know and what we know mm-hmm. and and many times we let what we don't know change what we do know oh absolutely yeah and, and it, it just it, it really just uh, it really uh, um, it really causes a struggle on our faith journey and this is where the Holy Spirit comes in to remind mm-hmm. us of what we do know yes to keep on sustaining and maintaining um, that um, the uh, we're finite I, I you C.S. Lewis writes in Mere Christianity this 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 about this the finiteness of humanity and and um, and I think it's him uh, I think it's he who it's him who writes um, that the only way because we're finite and God is outside of time and space the only way that we can describe him is using things that he has already created so we say he's like a rock. We say that he is a spirit or um, like wind. Mm-hmm. We say that he is our refuge and all this kind of stuff. But, but really, um, it, 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 they're all incomplete. Yeah. And so we try to we try to understand what God is saying, and and what God continually does is uh, is remind us 
that he is not one who gives explanation, but he gives revelation. And that revelation comes through that Holy Spirit, that unction inside, yeah. that that still small voice, that um, and uh, and those moments of uh, um, distress, those mm-hmm. moments of questioning. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was thinking about um, uh, getting our, our mind around starting this this idea of the Holy Spirit, and I couldn't help get to. A, a position where we have to start on the same page and, and we yeah. have to believe that God still speaks today. Yeah. I, and, and how he speaks yeah. is, um, is through the Holy Spirit or through the, uh, um, uh, through the Holy Spirit as, as a very general uh, way, whether that is through other people. Um, the book of Acts has so many times where Luke will record that people were speaking and warning Paul about certain events and about yeah. going to Jerusalem. Yeah. And Luke will say, and they were speaking through the Spirit. Mm-hmm. They were they were influenced by the Spirit to say these these things. And and I think that the, the starting point is that um, that God still uh, God still speaks today. Um, and I was thinking, you know. Of all the things that um, are speaking, all the things that are trying to get our attention, um, how diminished um, pain, how diminished the unknown, uh, what we don't know, can all have on um, uh, our hearing of if we really believe that God speaks, um, uh, is it is it is it difficult to actually tune out what we hear so prevalent in the world yeah. to actually look in? I mean, you would I mean, you would agree with that. Oh, absolutely. It is. Well, and I think that's why you so many times when you talk about so many times people say you need that quiet time. You need that day, that part of your day where you take just a few minutes and kind of quiet. Mm. Um, you know, now it's all the self-help movement and meditation and, you know, be, you know, be one with yourself and, you know, getting quiet. But I think that you have to train yourself to listen. Yeah. So, um, probably, uh, in any, A.W. Tozer, uh, writes that in any, um, uh, in any place that we find ourselves, there's three great adversaries uh, to our faith, and that is hurry, uh, noise, and crowd. Mm-hmm. Hurry, noise, and crowd. And I think Carl Jung is the one that says that um, um, the the devil is not in the noise; the devil is the noise. Yeah. And um, and what can drown out what we listen to? Like, you know, we see you. You're talking about Bo. I'm thinking about uh, John going to kindergarten and umpteen other different things where where God's kingdom and my kingdom kind of clashed where you know I I, I was going by what I could see and um, and God's kingdom was saying you know hey look I, I got this yeah you know I see I I know it's mm-hmm. I'm not taken by surprise and so this idea of of uh, uh, of living into that tension, I think God welcomes our tension. I think God uh, welcomes our 
mouthing off sometimes <laughs> and telling him what <laughs> I think he really does. I think what uh, what he wants to see happen is a, is that that always brings us to a point where we can say that the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Yeah. Well, and that he doesn't. See, again, this is so hard for us to grasp and to remember because we see everything right here, right now. And we have no way to predict the future. But when God looks down at us, he sees us where we are now, but he knows where we've been and he knows where we're going. And so that whole being able to live in our moment and say, you know, my grandfather used to say his favorite saying was really annoying. And it was anytime you'd say, well, Papa, I'm, this is so upsetting. I need some help. Would you please help me? I don't know what to do. Or, you know, he'd say, well, it's either going to get better or worse or stay about the same. <laughs> <laughs> and as a teenager, that is not helpful. <laughs> well, oh, oh, that doesn't help me. I don't know what you mean. But as an adult, I can look back. I can look at it now and say, well, that's true. There's nothing I can do that's going to, yeah. I, I mean, I can spin my wheels and try to, you know, work this situation, but it's going to, what's going to be is going to be. And it's either going to get worse or better, or it's going to stay about the same. So have you told your children that, your boys? Yes, I have. <laughs> they say, what? <laughs> no. There, there's something about, Jim you know, really gets annoyed when I tell him. <laughs> there, there's something about being a parent, though. I mean. And, and looking uh, back and, and telling your teenagers this, this um, look, I got 25 years of experience on you. Yeah. I've been where you are. I've seen this. I just want to take them sometimes by the shoulder and shake them, and, yeah. you know? And so. Um, well, and it makes you say, where is the Holy Spirit? Yes. <laughs> Sit on him. Would you please <laughs> yell in his ear real loud? <laughs> So God, you know, we we really believe that God God speaks, and and we we, we got to have that that starting point, um, and um, and and I was I was mentioning this before we started um, about white noise. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you have a sound machine that helps you go to sleep at night? No, but we have had one for all the children, and Max still, I can hear his down the hall. <laughs> Well, we had one for Katie six years ago, and we still use it. Yeah, no, yeah. Max eight. Yeah, we uh, no, Lisa oh, and I use it. We took it from her. We took it from her, and so we use it. And um, but there's there's something about that that uh, that white noise that kind of fills in. And, yeah. And what happens is is that it it blocks out other things that are oh, happening. Absolutely. You know, our our front door's loud, and mm-hmm. so when the kids would come home from work late. You know, John was good at Anna's not slams the door, you know, and it would shake the windows and stuff like that. Um, but we would we would uh, look at that and and that would kind of drown that out. Yeah. And, and I was mentioning to you earlier that 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 sometimes that the negative effect of of noise and hurry and crowd when it comes to our faith maturation or our our growth is that Christ. Uh, God and his kingdom, they become white noise. Mm-hmm. And so what we don't hear is, or what it does is that it's, it's, um, it drowns into the background. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so there's, there's these disciplines. If we, if we believe that God speaks and we want to live into what 
the truth of the Holy Spirit, the power, the sustaining, there's the, the starting place for us has to be centered around to get away, getting apart, as you were saying that these devotions and these times away, um, that, uh, that if we're not careful that God's kingdom becomes nothing more than white noise, and if we don't get away, um, uh, the, that we, we don't get away that um, and separate ourselves and practice these disciplines of our faith, mm-hmm. then, then we're not going to hear it no. because the, the, the times of way that we can separate ourselves, you can read the Psalms and we can see that David gets away in these different things, um, that, uh, that these, um, these sacred rhythms of, of getting away and um, start uh, the, where our heart starts beating at the rhythm of God's heart that actually brings us into focus. And we're not any different. We're, we're not. Yeah. I mean, Jesus spent three years with his disciples. And then Acts starts. And in very first five verses, you know, Paul, uh, Luke identifies who he is, who he's writing to, and, and, and what has happened. And, and then he said, Jesus came and taught them for 40 days about the kingdom of God. And I was just like, man, about the kingdom of God? How about teaching us how to turn, you know, water into wine? How about teaching us how to feed a multitude with a Snickers bar? I want to do that. Yeah, you know, I want that to do. Yeah. But the kingdom of God becomes that, that, that white noise that we're not seeing. Yeah. We see the effects of the Holy Spirit all through our, uh, I mean, you know, all around us. We may not connect him, but... But it's the kingdom of God that we're missing. Because then and we, you and I talked about looking back mm-hmm. and being able to see, you know, once you kind of get it, you can look back and see it easier. And then that helps you say, oh, well, if that was this can only be explained by the Holy Spirit. This could have only been the Holy Spirit that did this. So if that looked like that and I felt like that, then maybe yesterday when this that was the holy spirit then and so i think that we have to learn how to pick it up and be able to hear it from that starting point of where we are and then i think that if you pray if you are sincere in your heart and you pray lord help me to understand this Mm -hmm. help me to because another one of my precept um, teachers that i've had over the years you know, said, Lord, help me to have this desire for your word. Help me to have this. Help me to really want it. And if you pray that in sincerity, he'll answer your prayer. And so I think that we have to say, we have to be serious about it. And we have to be sincere. And if we want to know, I tell, I I say this in Bible study all the time. If you want to know something for real, pray about it. And if you pray it, you'll start to you'll start to be, it'll be revealed to you and you'll start to learn and understand. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, just looking at, yeah. just you saying, hey, what about this? And me kind of looking at it, it's been really kind of like, okay, Lord, like today I was like, oh, Lord, help me <laughs> to go sit with John who knows so much. Loney. <laughs> he has these degrees and, you know, and so that is such a gift to me that, you know, the Lord has said that 
and I'm not in any means, I'm not putting myself on an even playing field. But to know, because the word, because the word says, you are your own teacher. You don't need, Mm -hmm. you don't need this. I, you have me to lead you and guide you and to, to sit and think, I'm going to go sit with John and talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay. <laughs> See, Lord, I, help I woke me. up in a cold sweat this morning saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to be sitting with Emily about the Holy Spirit. I'm not. Yeah, no. It's just, Lord, help me do this. Yeah. You know, oh, you. Because the only way I get any of this is from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah and, and I think that here we are again, circling back around to the creed. Um, you know, we can see the what what the eternal effects of God the Creator is. Mm-hmm. We can see the eternal effects of the empty tomb. It was something we can point to. But sometimes we can't see the effects of the Holy Spirit unless we're looking in the rearview mirror. Right. Yeah. And and I think that there's there's something about that. that why why did God all the, through the Old Testament that one of the first things that he would say to them is remember yeah remember i am the god of abraham isaac and jacob i am the god who rescued out of the you out of the bondage of 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 slavery mm-hmm. remember and maybe there's just if we all want to start someplace even though the whole doctrine and theology and of of the trinity and the holy spirit is so confusing we don't want to let that noise hinder us from at least taking this step towards that god still speaks now i may not understand how he speaks when he speaks but i'm just going to believe at least at this step that god speaks Mm. and then what would difference it would make if we were looking through the trajectory of our week to come saying, okay, God, you're speaking. I believe that you're speaking. Now reveal those glimpses so that I can give you your praise. And I think what you said, you know, the prayer, the more we put our minds to it, you know, there's a reason where Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, pray without ceasing, continue, pray Mm -hmm. always. There's this, there's a sense of not just like, okay, we start the morning, we wake up and say our father in heaven, and then we stop. And then before we go to sleep and your kingdom, you know, amen at the end that that becomes our prayer. No, we're living in a constant communication with the one who created us Mm -hmm. and sustains us and, and maintains us. Um, so maybe, uh, as we bring this one to a close and we'll be back in, in the weeks to come, um, maybe, uh, um, we can step into, uh, first an application of, uh, no matter where we are, um, we at least affirm in our own faith, in our own hearts, that we really believe that God speaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a reference point would be Hebrews chapter one, uh, verses one and two, where writer of Hebrews says, God has spoken through prophets for centuries and now God is speaking through his son. And maybe that becomes one of that, those starting points that we believe that God is speaking. And then we get to a point where 
we uh, realize that there's white noise and um, and that God, what his what he loves to do is excavate and dig out that mush in our ears. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm 40 verse six says, um, uh, you don't delight in sacrifice or offering, but what, what you have given us is an open ear. Mm-hmm. And that word open in uh, Hebrew is actually a verb. And it means that he, he has given us his act of opening our ear. So if it's if that word is to dig a cistern or well, if that's what that word really means. Mm-hmm. So what is it in our ears that's preventing us from hearing God speak to us? Yeah. And I think it has to do with our, our, uh, our no- the noise or what would would uh, pulls us away yeah. um, from there. So I think those become two two points where I think we all can live into yeah. as we start to study of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, just paying attention. Paying attention. That's what I tell my children all the time. Just pay attention. <laughs> Obey. Yeah. Of course. Pay attention, then do it. Yeah. Katie, though, looks at me and says, Dad, you need to pay attention to me. You need to just listen to me. And I said, oh, jeez. It works both ways. Yes. <laughs> Emily, thank you. Thank you. Thank Jim and, uh, <laughs> you know, your your boys for sharing. Um, we're uh, uh, glad that you're joining us um, today. Um, and we will uh, have these. We, we haven't decided if it's every week or every other week. We'll probably um, we'll kind of let you know through email. But we're really glad that uh, you are joining us today. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, certainly reach Ask out John. to us. <laughs> Certainly reach out to us. And um, uh, I always wanted to say, you know, uh, Katie Grace loves making uh, YouTube videos. Of course, she never puts them on there, but she makes videos with my phone or and, and she's playing with her dolls. And then the very last thing she says, she says, now, don't forget to like and subscribe. And she points down. <laughs> So maybe I should be saying, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> and, uh, and tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, our, our prayer is, is that God continues to reveal um, that he is who he says he is, mm-hmm. that, he pro- that he will do what he promises to do. And that makes a f- an effect. It has an effect for us today as we live right now. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm.